Have you ever been somewhere where you found that somebody walked into a room that you didn't know, but you knew there was something really special about them, yet they hadn't even spoke a word yet? Well, hang out here for a little while and we'll talk about what that most likely is and how you can have it too. It's day 16, and we are going to talk about a superiority complex. In John chapter 8, verse 23, it says, You are from beneath. I am from above. You are of this world. I am not of this world. Think about that. Today, Chad shares with us that in John chapter 8, Jesus basically told the religious leaders that they were from hell and he was from heaven. That's pretty blunt, but that's Jesus. Jesus didn't hold back and never took a class in political correctness. However, there is more to this than Jesus knowing where he was from. Here we see a bit more to it. Jesus knew where he was from and was far superior to where they were from. No matter what storm, disease, or financial situation that Jesus faced, he knew he was superior. Where he was from was always superior. Who he was with was always superior. Whenever he showed up, everything around him became inferior. So here we go. Here's the key. We must have this mindset too. Yes, we walk in love and humility, but we must have a superiority complex when it comes to this world. When we walk into a room, everything changes because where we are from and who is with us. If you haven't had a religious person look at you and say, who do you think you are? Then you have some work to do. You see, there should be an air about you. Confidence, a confidence surrounding you that you are not of this world. And as a result, you are far superior to the things originating from this world. You should be looking down at the things of hell because you are seated at God's right hand in Christ. And regardless of the fact that you are walking on this earth, it doesn't change the truth that you are on assignment from a far superior world. Today's confession is, I am above. I am not of this world. I am far superior to anything of this world. I can say that I have experienced these things. I've experienced meeting people that I could feel they had the anointing of the Lord And also, I've experienced it from other people meeting me. I can share with you one particular time. Uh, We were at a conference, my husband and I, and uh, it's it was one of those work conferences. um, And you know, there was celebrating of everybody coming together and getting to meet each other from different regions. And then, of course, you would find your people from your region. As we approached our region section, they were pretty loud. They had been there for a while, and they had been celebrating. And as my husband and I walked up to the table, you know, of course, they recognized him because it was for his work conference. And there was this one particular lady. She was pretty loud, and all of a sudden, she got quiet. And she told everyone, hush up now. Don't be talking like that. There's a lady here. 
And I felt that so strongly. And I recognized it. And I think because I recognized it, it made me begin to think more and more about my relationship with Christ and how that is being felt, I guess, just through the aura of my presence. And I started taking note of that more. Also, I started working with my husband in his in his job. And I was the only lady in our department. And as time went on, more ladies began to uh, work in other departments around us. But I found many of these men became very aware of my presence and would apologize if a word slipped. Um, They would uh, just take note, you know, of when I was around. And they were they were very gentlemanlike, you know. But other than that, I began to feel the relationship between us grow. Um, They like trusted me and they would confide in me. And when they needed something, they would ask me. And I just feel like they felt confident in that. And even salespeople would come in. And I can't even tell you how many people I have prayed for and prayed for in their presence. So many people would come in and just sit down in my office and want to talk about something that was troubling them, um, something they were experiencing. And had they not felt Christ in me, I do not believe they would have felt all that comfortable. They probably just would have went on their way, but it was the Holy Spirit there that made them feel this way, made them feel drawn to be able to confide in me. And I appreciate that so much, Father, I do, because I love people. And I want him, the Father, to be able to work through me because I'm just the vessel. The other day, my daughter and I were wedding dress shopping, and this uh, lady that helped us hadn't been talking to us for very long. But as my daughter had went to try on a dress, this lady had began to uh, compliment me on several things. But the main thing is she said she felt my spirit. She felt that my spirit was very loving and strong. And she just said it was so strong to her. And that really, really touched me so much. Um, It was kind of like, you know, your confirmation from the Lord saying, okay, girl, you're doing a pretty good job. I say all of this to make you take note of yourself. Check yourself. If you're spending more and more time with the Lord and you're listening to him as well, start seeing how you have these encounters as you go places. I notice that my discernment is very, uh, very on key now. Like I can sense when something's going on with people and it's, you know, sometimes you don't even want to feel that you don't want to know that because you hope that that's not the case in some of these cases. But, um, you know, you need to know because you need to know how to pray for them and how to um, approach them, how to uh, comfort them and instruct them. Um, But let's go on and uh, 
read our verse for the day and see what that has to say to us. It is from Matthew chapter 14, verses 22 through 33. Walking on the water. As soon as the meal was finished, he insisted that the disciples get in the boat and go on ahead to the other side while he dismissed the people. With the crowd dispersed, he climbed the mountain so he could be by himself and pray. He stayed there alone late into the night. Meanwhile, the boat was far out to sea when the wind came up against them and they were battered by the waves. At about four o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them, walking on the water. They were scared out of their wits. A ghost, they said, crying out in terror. But Jesus was quick to comfort them. Courage, it's me. Don't be afraid. Peter, suddenly bold, said, Master, if it's really you, call me to come to you on the water. He said, Come ahead. Jumping out of the boat, Peter walked on the water to Jesus. But when he looked down at the waves churning beneath his feet, he lost his nerve and started to sink. He cried, Master, save me! Jesus didn't hesitate. He reached down and grabbed his hand. Then he said, Faint heart, what got into you? The two of them climbed into the boat, and the wind died down. The disciples in the boat, having watched the whole thing, worshipped Jesus, saying, This is it. You are God's son for sure. The reason that Peter began to sink into the water was because he was distracted by something else. Uh, It was stormy, of course, and so he would become afraid at times, like something like thunder could be so loud that it would cause him to uh, look away. And when he looked away from the Lord, that is when he began to sink. Think about your life all the things that you really truly need to give to the Lord, like focus on him each and every day, trust in him that he will take care of you. He will provide for you. But it's it's the worry and the doubt that the enemy uses to cause us to take our eyes off the Lord and begin to uh, think about the worldly things more than we think about our Father God. So think about that tonight and um, just Think about some of the things that we read about and I spoke about today in your own life and um, write it down, uh, pray about it, and I'll see you tomorrow.